welcome back at another episode of FFE Football for everyone. We're back here with another episode on the show for you guys to hopefully enjoy. And this one, it's a normal episode and it's going to be, as well, sort of, it's going to be a mix-up. We're going to have some from part one, some from part two, and some from part three of the season one show. Anyway, let's go into it with big news of the past few days. And, of course, you know what we're going to start off with. The upset of the season, well, for me anyway, the big game, not the upset of the season, that's definitely a Liverpool, but Man City coming to the Etihad, their home stadium, against Leeds United, the team 11th in the league at the time. Stupid Dallas puts them one and look, all right? Man City still got 45 minutes to go, but Leeds then get a red card, and Man City attack and attack and Leeds defending well, but then they get a goal. They're on top again, but Leeds are breaking more, they're attacking more, and looking to get chances. They get a few chances, 91st minute, people calling for full time. Stuart Dallas played through the beautiful ball from Alioski. Dallas threw on goal, and he puts it through the goalkeeper's legs to send Leeds in a pandemonium to win the game, to make everything perfect. Leeds United winners at the Etihad, 2-1 victories against the champions-elect, and what a win it was. Stuart Dallas, Alioski, Rafinha did all right. Them players played so well, and what a result and what a game from Leeds United. Congratulations, Leeds, and you fully deserved it. Another news today, West Ham won again, put them one point behind Leicester, the team they beat. Ian actually got two, but with Jesse Lingard's brace and another one later on in the game from the Hammers, 3-0, then 3-2 in the end. One point now they are behind Leicester. And um, after Man United is winning against Tottenham 3-1, it's looking hard for Leicester to be able to catch Man United in second place now. Also, on to El Clasico. 2-1 in the end was the score, I do believe. Benzema with the goal and an own goal, I think. I mean, where's a bad one for the Catalonians? But... It wasn't enough in the end. Real Madrid come away with three points and edging close. And them and Atletico, well, they're very close at the moment, these two teams. Barcelona are right far behind. It's looking like it's going to be a great end to the season. With a, It's going to be a good end to a good season in La Liga. And even though Man City did lose to Leeds, come on, Leeds, what a win. Um, Man City still look like they are going to win the league. Now, Klopp talk about after a couple of bad games from Alexander. I wanted good ones, but recently hasn't been at his best. Still, he's done decent in the Premier League. Just you all know, as he has nothing to prove. Says Klopp after being left out of the England squad as well. He still proved to be a very good right back, and according to Klopp, he has nothing to prove. In the past, he's been great, and maybe it's just an off couple of months off form. But and he's still done some good performances, but. At times, he hasn't looked at his best, but according to Klopp, he has nothing to lose. And finally, going into League One, Forest Green, sack head coach Cooper. And that's an interesting one, I think, because if I'm not mistaken, Forest Green aren't doing too bad in the league themselves. Um, I'll just get up League Two here. Because last time I saw, they were actually uh, they were actually doing quite decent. League Two, the... At the moment, they were third in the league, I believe, in the challenges to get automatically promoted. But they have dropped places, actually, into sixth now. And maybe that's why, after a bad run of form, he's been sacked in. Well, he's been sacked in League Two. 
Also coming in, Max Man inspires Newcastle comeback of Burnley. 2-1 victory there and it looks like Newcastle are safe now. After a win against Burnley, it will be very hard for Fulham to catch them now. Um, quite a few points ahead with the game in hand. It's going to be very hard for Fulham to be able to go and catch Newcastle now. And it's going to be a miracle comeback, a survival of it. <laughs> it's going to be a great escape if Fulham want to. Well, if they want to stay up here. And finally, Inter, well, Inter Milan, they beat Calagri in uh, Serie A to go 11 points game. It's looking like they are going to win this Serie A title. First time in ages that uh, a team in Serie A ain't going to win that isn't Juventus. But finally, we have a, a new cr crowned winners elect like in the Premier Well, winners elect like in the Premier League. And it's looking like going to be a new team of Inter Milan. And... Speaking on the final topic here on Rangers, we talked about quite a bit recently. Speaking on them again, after not losing a game all season so far, Rangers closing an unbeaten league season with a win over Hibs. And after beating Celtic, making them not go 10 wins, well, 10 league wins on the trot. And then to be able and go on unbeaten season to stop them winning that. And be so many points ahead now. Fair play, Rangers. That'd be some, some. That'd be something. And fair play, they've been amazing this season. They've done outstanding, and well, well done there, Rangers. Unbeaten season would be amazing for you, as you have been outstanding to stop Celtic this season and the rest of the league. And you, under Stephen Gerrard, you've just been playing very well. But who's going to be the next Celtic manager? You guys tell me. Um, along with your questions for the coming episodes, you guys tell me. Who's going to be the next Celtic manager? And one last thing on Celtic, um, Celtic coming back to the Premier League. In Leicester, after Madison, Shaudhary and Jose Perez all breached COVID-19 rules, they've been dropped for their loss to West Ham. And that could have played a big impact on the, um, on the Leicester side. But they've lost the game in the end and... Well, fair play to Brendan Rodgers, as you should, if someone does that, you should drop them to the bench. Coming on now, that's it for the big news of the past few days. And let's get on to the quiz. We all love the quiz here, we all enjoy it. And this time we're going to go to League One, a League One quiz. If we haven't had one of them trying to broaden our horizons from the Premier League, as we have been doing the past few weeks. But, on to question one here. Which French World Cup winner finished runner-up in League One for two different clubs in 1997 and 19... 1997-98 season and 1998-99 season. Which French World Cup winner finished runner-up in League 2 for two different clubs? That's question one. Is it Laurent Blanc, Robert Pires, Christophe Dugary or Thierry Henry? Which one in the 1998 season and the 1999 season? Going on to question two. Which of these Premier League managers did not win the title with Lyon? Is it Gerard Houllier, Alan Perrin, Jacques Santini or Claude Puel. Which of these managers did not win the league title with Lyon? You guys tell me which manager it is. And finally, number three, question three. The final question here today. Who did Kylian Mbappe overtake as Monaco's youngest ever goal scorer? Uh, when he was playing for Monaco, played very well in, uh, indeed to get that big money and move to PSG. Who did he overtake as Monaco's youngest ever goal scorer? Was it David Trezeguet, Bruno Bellone, 
Thierry Henry or Thomas Lamar? Which man did Mbappe overtake to become Monaco's youngest ever goalscorer? And that is it for the questions. We only have three questions here to make it a bit... Well, not as long with five. If it isn't too long left at the end, I might have some extra questions in. But that's it for the quiz for now anyway. And we'll come on to our final part on the show here, part three. And today that's going to be predictions. We'll be predicting the next few games. And you know what? Let's just go into the big games, the big hard-hitting games, the ones we all be waiting for. It's the season of Europe. We're back here with it. With a bit, we've all been waiting for all season. The best part of the season. And I don't want to say that. No, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, let's get into it here with Tuesday's games. First, 30th of... No. Oh, sorry. About Tuesday's game first. We'll start off here with... Well, Tuesday's games. That's pretty obvious. Um, the 13th of April. And the first game we have here in our... Whatever is Chelsea versus FC Porto. Aggregate is 2 0. Chelsea, as we did a watch along with Kyron, he commented on that game as Chelsea won 2 0. I commented on the Bayern Munich PSG game as PSG won 3 2. We're now coming back to Chelsea and Porto. Chelsea already with a 2 0 lead. I'm going to have to say, um, I would like Porter to come back, and I do think they're capable of scoring goals in this tie. But 2-0, coming back to Stamford Bridge, I think Chelsea might be a bit... I don't want to say sloppy, but I'm going to say 2-1 victory to Chelsea there. Um, I think Porter will actually go in front, though, but then Thomas Tuchel will get back in the game, but his mind on it, and uh, 2-1 victory in the end for Porter. Going on to it now with PSG, PSG by Munich, uh, PSG 3-2 up there. I'm going to call another away win here, 2-1 again, but this time to the away side to make the tie very interesting. Turn the game on its head. And now with a 5-5, no, 4-4, I believe that would be on aggregate. But with PSG scoring more away goals in Munich, I think that's going to what turns the tie into their favour. And with that, I'm going to call it 2-1 to Bayern Munich winning in France. But with PSG's away goals, I see that's how they go through to the semi-finals. And end up playing who I predict is going to go through in the next game. And coming into Wednesday's games, the 14th available this time, Bruce Dortmund take on Man City. Man City away in Dortmund this time. A 2-1 here against the... German sides coming in for win away, and Man City are going to be on it. It's the it's the biggest chance since Leon to get It's a big chance to get to the Champions League semi-finals this time, and Pep ain't gonna want to um, fail again as he has done uh, quite a few times. I know people won't want to say fail, but he's been brought in to win the Champions League, and he will want to do that at Man City. And I have to say. Dortmund, I don't know how Plep's going to play this one. Will he over-respect them? Will he under-respect them? I don't know what he's going to do, but if they play their normal team, I think they have enough power out and a good enough team to beat Borussia Dortmund. And for me, it is going to be a... I want to say a win to Man City, but I just can't all the time. And I'm going to... I still think they'll go through. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw... A frustrating one for Man City, but in the end, it'll be worth it. They'll go through in the end. 
3-2 on aggregate. They'll win. And for me, it's going to be a one-all draw in Dortmund. And But Pep will go through in the end and finally get to the semi-final with Man City. For the second ever semi-final under the ship, Mansour era. And finally, in the Champions League, we have Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Real Madrid coming to Anfield 3-1 up. I know people want to see Anfield come back, and they can do it, yes, but this time, once again, a Madrid team, I don't think they'll be able to do it. I just can't see it against this Madrid team. They're, they're a good side. They're good enough to beat Real Madrid on their day. And on the current form, after beating Barcelona and after beating Liverpool, they're in good form. Liverpool aren't in the best. I just can't look past the Real Madrid. And I know people saying all about the comebacks, but I just can't look past the Real Madrid win. And... I kind of want to say 2-0 at Anfield. Two. I know Liverpool finally got the first win in at Anfield in quite a while in the Premier League, but it could be 2-1 very easily and Liverpool probably will score, but I've put it out there already. I kind of want to change my mind and say 2-1 now again. I've had a lot of them, but I'm going to stick with 2-0. 2-0 to Real Madrid at Anfield and go through 5-1 on aggregate and put Klopp and Liverpool aside and go through to the Champions League semi-finals there they will take on Chelsea if my other prediction was to come true and finally Europa League the one you've all been waiting for Thursday the 15th of April Man United take on Granada 2-0 against Granada I'm going to say a 1-0 win there I think Granada I think they'll play well this game but I think Man United will still come away with a victory at Old Trafford 1-0 against Granada in the quarterfinals so go through to the semis Roma taking on Ajax. I've actually predicted on the show here that Roma are going to come away with the whole tournament and win the whole thing. Roma versus Ajax, I'm going to say... I want to say a 1-0 win again, but I know Ajax can score. I think this is a hard one to predict as it could be any score in this game. I'm going to say... 1-0 Ajax could be a shout and Roma still going through, but... I want to have more faith than that just going through with that. For me, Roma, I'm going to say to the Italian side in Italy, in Rome, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I don't sound confident at all. It's really hard to predict this one. Uh, I want to say 2-1 win. You know what I'm going to 2-1 to Roma against Ajax. That's going to be a score. Going 4-2 on aggregate into the semi-finals. Slavia Prague taking on Arsenal. Slavia Prague to, have proved to be the real deal this season. A surprise dark horse. And if they get through to the semi-final, fair enough. And I'm actually going to say, after beating Leicester and then beating Rangers, two teams that were predicted to go far in this tournament, and especially Rangers, because Leicester, you could say, oh, well, it's one day people you have that. But then going to beat Rangers as well. The team tipped the season doing very well go to go far. To be able to beat them, I'm going to say they're going to go even further to the semi-finals and beat Arsenal 1-0 in Prague. And fair play to Slavia Prague. After losing some players as well this season, well done. If they're able to pull this off, amazing. And for me, it's going to happen. 1-0 in Prague. And for Villarreal against Dynamo Zagreb, I know Dynamo Zagreb have done well in the tournament recently, like Slavia Prague, and to get to the quarterfinals. But coming back to Spain, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. To Villarreal against Dynamo Zagreb. They're my four teams in the semi finals. I'm actually predicting all home teams to go through here. But that's just what I think will happen. That's what I think it's going to be. 
I saw results I'm predicting. And that's my results done. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about football here. And you know what? As we are only 15 minutes in, I'll give you two more questions on the quiz, as that won't take too long. Coming into number four here, why did Jordan Ayew make headlines after coming on as a 73rd minute substitute for Marseille against Evan Thomas Galliard in 2013? Was it he received two yellow cards and had been sent off by the 75th minute? Or he had scored and set up a goal for his brother Andre to turn a deficit defeat into a win? I think that's a typo. He scored a 17-minute hat-trick to win the match for Marseille. Or he himself was substituted 12 minutes later for his brother Andre. Why did Jordan Ayew make the headlines after coming on to the 7th-minute sub for Marseille against Evan Thonning-Galliard? Which one of them four was it? And finally, number five, to end off the episode, thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been great to have you here. And qu- number five, Qatar Sports Investments took over PSG in 2011. Who was the club's most expensive signing in their first transfer window as owners in 2011? Was it Javier Pastore, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Edison Cavani or Thiago Silva? Which one was the most expensive signing in their first ever transfer window as the PSG owners Qatar Sports investment was it Pastore, Bohumic, Cavani or Thiago Silva all ended up playing for PSG but which was their most expensive signing in their first ever season and that's it for FFV Football for everyone in this episode thanks so much for listening guys it's been great to have you here it's been great to have you listening along it's always great to have you guys hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode